What makes a great fashion designer? The concept of greatness is something that seems to be relatively admirable in the eyes of a lot of people within society. From streetwear to avant-garde, there are plenty of individuals who have designed clothing and who are deemed as the greatest or a great designer within their particular niche. But what got them there? How did they develop this reputation for being a great designer? In today's Beyond the Garment podcast episode, we're going to be talking about what makes someone a great designer in hopes to maybe help you become a better creative yourself or understand what it takes to become great at literally anything. If this is your first time listening or tuning into the video podcast, I want to say welcome. My name is Drew. What it do? If you're watching on YouTube, give this video a thumbs up. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a five-star review. And if you're listening on Spotify or some other platform, just sit back, relax, and enjoy. (laughs) So first, let's break down the elements of what makes a great designer. For this episode, I did a lot of research. I did a lot of reading of articles. And in doing so, I feel like I have a kind of a grasp on what I deem as to be someone who or what I deem to be greatness within the fashion space and it applies to more than just the fashion space as well but let's talk about it the idea of greatness has been around for a pretty long time and for me personally when I was younger especially like a teenager and now I'm in my 20s now I always looked around me at a lot of people doing great things whether they be actors whether they be athletes whether they be designers And especially if they were like my age range, like how are they able to achieve this level of success at their young age? While, you know, for a lot of us, we spend a lot of our time just living, you know, relatively normal lives. We go to school, we we do homework, we don't either, we don't do homework, whatever it may be. We kind of live normal lives, right? And it always just perplexed me, like, why are some individuals, why do some individuals have this inclination for achieving, like, really impressive feats? So for this video, I've broken down the elements into five elements in particular, three of which are more kind of mindset and just tactic, not tactical, more mindset, more just like willpower, work ethic kind of things. And then the other two are more like skill-based, more technical aspects of greatness. And hopefully after you finish listening or watching to this episode, you have a better idea of maybe how you can achieve or accomplish some of the things you want to accomplish looking forward in 2022 and beyond. Let's get into it. Why don't we? So for number one, let's talk about one of the things I feel like every person who's achieved anything of relevance has ever said is hard work. Gordon B. Hinckley once said that without hard work, nothing else grows but weeds. And I kind of like the analogy of hard work. I like I like flower and plant analogies when it comes to work ethic because it takes a lot of effort to grow a crop, to grow a plant, to grow anything. But it doesn't take any effort at all to grow weeds. And a lot of times we associate weeds with being an annoyance. We associate weeds with being bad for the garden. We associate weeds with just something that's bad. But in order to grow flowers, you have to put that work in. And I think for a lot of people, when they look at certain individuals who are designers, whoever it may be, they may look at their situation and they may think, well, they had X, Y, and Z advantages to actually make it, to make it that far or to accomplish X, Y, and Z things. But 
it goes without saying that each person who's ever accomplished anything within fashion or the design or creative realm had to work hard. No matter, you know, if they're a silver spooner or if they, you know, grew up in an area that didn't have a lot of people who look like them or, or did, did creative works or did art. Everyone has to work hard. Essentially, no one has become great by accident, right? No one stumbles upon greatness. It is a deliberate effort over and over and over again. And I think working hard could mean a few different things for yourself. For, for a lot of people, working hard just means, you know, getting started and actually putting the time into what you want to accomplish. So many of us don't even get started. And as a result, we can't even, if you don't get started, you can't even put that work into it to at least reap some rewards. It could mean studying for you. Like how much time do you spend on actually studying your craft, whether you're a designer or you're an artist or a creative or whatever you may be, how much time do you actually study what you want to accomplish to get done? It could be, you know, time spent sewing. How often are you sewing? How often are you reiterating or recreating some of the ideas that you have? Like I said, no great designer has reached the level or the heights in which they've reached without a tremendous amount of work, no matter who it is. And I think there's no better way to kind of encapsulate this idea of hard work than the 21-year-old, 21 years old Reese Cooper did a 2020 StockX kind of mini documentary and it was titled, We're Not Particularly Talented, We Just Try Hard. I think that encapsulates what it means to be someone who's successful at such a young age. Reese Cooper is someone who's, you know, younger than I am. I'm 24, he's 21, right? And he's been doing this for the last three years. So he started when he was like 18, 19 years old. And one of the things, like I said, that stood out about that documentary was just like, it's no accident that Reese Cooper's brand and his his designs and his creativity and, and what he's been able to do is where it is today because the man put in a ton of work, right? He tries extremely hard to be the best version of himself he can be for every show, for every graphic, for every design, for every stitch, everything he does, he does it to try to be something greater, right? And he puts that time into it and he puts the work into it to achieve that level of success at such a young age. I think if that doesn't say it all, I don't know what will. Like Reese Cooper is someone who like, maybe if you like don't know about him, if you just were to look at him and look at his designs on the street, maybe you would judge him and you would say, well, Reese Cooper had all of these assets at his disposal. He had all these uh, things that allowed him to actually create and create his brand and be successful at a young age. But I think you, you can't, you just can't remove the equation or part of the equation that you know, hard work sits where, where hard work lives because the man had to work really hard to achieve what he accomplished. And there's, like I said, there's an infinite number of designers. For those who have achieved, they've worked hard. Number two, I think what great designers do is they are uniquely themselves. This is something that ultimately distinguishes your creativity from other people's creativity. And it's really important. There will only be one Rick Owens. There will only be one Emily Adams Bodie. There will only be one John Taylor. And you'll never be a better version of Rick Owens. Rick Owens is still alive and doing his thing. Bodie is still doing her thing. John Taylor is still doing his thing. And, and because you, you can draw inspiration from people, but you have to find your own voice. You have to find your own creative stroke, for lack of better words. You have to be able to create from a very, very personal place and tell that story personally. And I think this is something that's pretty tough to get down for a lot of young creatives or creators or entrepreneurs or whatever, 
is that you know when you're just starting out and i think it's important when you're just starting out it's important to take away or take things away from people who are successful maybe grab a piece from reese cooper or grab a piece from emilion door or grab a piece from john or whatever whatever inspires you whatever brands inspire you from a cold wall from whatever Grab little pieces from all those brands, but you have to synthesize it into your very own kind of concept. And that is something that each of these individual brands have done. And the best of the best are the ones that really are the trailblazers that set the stage and they create something so uniquely themselves that it puts everyone on notice. We all have our own stories and they're written each and every day from the communities we live in to the experiences we hold to the people we've met and talked to and the things that inspire us all of those things are uniquely your own so i think i challenge anyone who hopes to maybe achieve a level of success or greatness to figure out what your story is what is the book that you're writing every single day what kind of person are you do you are, are you the type of person did you draw a lot in class like instead of listen to the teacher were you and your friends out having fun or did you stay in and study or, well, you know, were you inspired by, for me, like the Colorado mountains, the Rocky mountains is something that inspires me. If you live in Utah, do, does aspects of Utah inspire you? Or if you live in Italy, do aspects of Italy inspire you? You can kind of get what I'm saying. Be uniquely yourself. Listen to the story that is being written about you every single day and then convey that story in a really, really excellent manner. And then you'll be on track with hard work. To achieving a level of greatness. I think one of the more fascinating examples is Ruigi Villasenor, someone who I have listened to several interviews, podcasts of him, because I feel like for one, he tells the story really, really well. And it all comes together. Like the, the brand Rude all comes together in terms of why it is the way it is. And it's all because of Ruigi Villasenor's uh, life and just his experiences. For example, the RH in Rude, everyone in Ruigi Vila Senor, everyone in the Vila Senor family has their name start with an RH. So he wanted to pay homage to that naming system. He grew up in California, but he actually moved originally from the Philippines. And all of those emotions and all of that hard work and all of the things he had to go through is displayed in his creativity as well. It's a, it's a, I love Ruigi's interviews because I feel like he, one, understands his story really well. His garments and his clothing, he tells that story really well. And for me, like he's one of the great, quote unquote, you know, streetwear designers, street artists, clothing designers in the game right now because of, for one, he understands his unique journey, his, his unique creativity. Another quote from Ralph Lauren that stood out to me was, you know, the clothes that I design and everything I've done is about life and how people live. And how they want to live and how they dream and how they'll live. That's what I do. So he, Ralph Lauren, takes the examples of what the experiences he's been around, the people he's been around, the community he's been around. And he tells that story. And that's another approach you can also take. It just has to come from a relatively genuine and authentic place. And I think Ralph Lauren is another great example of that along with Luigi. I'll end this section with this. What is your story and how are you going to tell it? Number three, let's talk about educating yourself. It's probably the least sexy thing on this list. I kind of talked about it a little bit when I mentioned the hard work section, but I think you have to educate yourself in order to be great. No one, like I said, no one accidentally becomes a savant. No one accidentally becomes you know, a master at something. They have to study. They have to practice. They have to do that constantly, and it's a constant reiteration. 
Now, this doesn't necessarily mean school in particular, but I think school is a proper route for a lot of people. You know, fashion school is something people do. Design school is something people do. Architecture. All these things are all great ways to learn about something and to apply what you've learned in a classroom setting, right? But there are obviously other ways you can learn. There's the, you know, school of hard knocks, which is just the school of trying, failing, and trying again until you figure it out. Very tough way to go about things, but sometimes an important way. There's also the internet. One of the best things about living in today, obviously you know this, you've heard it 1,000 times probably, is that you know we live in an era where information is available. So the University of YouTube, which is free to everyone who wants to apply and admit to that school, is available for you. As long as you have internet connection, you can learn about and apply yourself and study and learn and, and continue to try to educate yourself on certain topics that you want to find success in. Like I said, there are very, very, very few people who find success without having to educate themselves or apply themselves in an educative native edu is that even a word educative way or apply themselves through education there's very few people who don't do that and succeed and become great like there's just very very few you have to have some type of training you have to either learn it by going to school by doing internships by having a mentor by going through the school of hard knocks you have to you just have to learn and that's one of the things that is tough for a lot of young people and even older people like they think they can just do this they think they can just you know, they think they think they can just make art or they can just make YouTube videos or they can just make whatever. But no, you, you really have to take the time to sit down, you know, read a book, read an article, watch a video, go to class, find a mentor. These things are imperative for success. And I encourage anyone who wants to achieve anything. Like I said, it, it really it really goes beyond just designers because uh, there's a specific, the specific things that you need to learn when you obviously want to become a designer, but it goes beyond that to learn anything. You have to educate yourself. And when it comes to design, you definitely have to educate yourself with fashion history or with different stitching styles or what, what will make your designs uniquely your own. You can educate how so-and-so made their designs uniquely their own. And then you can imply, Oh, they didn't do it this way. No one's done it this way. Maybe I'll do it this way. I don't know what your situation is. Maybe you don't have access to the internet at home, or maybe it's slow. You can always go to the library. If you don't have a library, you can always take a bus to the nearest city and go to the library. That's like what it will take. That that's like, if, if you do, if you have that much dedication to, if you don't have internet and you have the dedication to go to the library, take a bus, walk to the library, just to try to learn about something that you're passionate about, you're already on the track to, you know, finding success and being great. Because a lot of people who have much more than you will complain about how they can't do something. But just the mere act of having that hard work, understanding where you come from and educating yourself, even if you don't have the resources necessarily, you're on a great, great track. If you really want it, essentially, you'll find a way. So next, let's talk about patience. Patience is number four on the elements that great designers have. And I think that in a world where there are a lot of, you know, Reese Coopers, it seems like for young people or for anyone, whether it's Reese Coopers where there's marine sayers, where there's opals, whether you're older or younger than these people, you oftentimes compare yourself to their journey. And their journey is their specific journey. And that's something that everyone needs to reconcile when they're on their own personal journey. Because patience, even even more than, uh, well, patience and hard work may be the, the, the most important things about greatness, right? Because 
even if you don't have the education, even if you don't uniquely tell your story in, in the best way possible, through hard work and patience, you'll eventually end up doing those things, right? You'll understand, you know, after two years of trying it this way, maybe I should try it this way. And as long as you have the patience not to give up, if you have the patience to keep going, that's when you'll really unlock the ability to see that growth and find that success. For me, patience has been something that I feel like is something that hits home really heavy for me. A lot of people who subscribe to this channel now, we're almost at 40,000 subscribers, which is unbelievable after about a year and a few months. It's unbelievable to me. But a lot of people who are new to the journey, who've been subscribed to the channel, have only been subscribed for maybe two months, a month, three months. That's when the majority of my subscribers have come. They, they weren't there when it was just, you know, 2020, when it was in September and I was making two videos a week, three videos, four videos a week, and I was speaking to 50, 20, 10 people a week. And it's hard in those moments to like be like, am I, I don't know if I can do this. I, I don't think it's working out for me. But to deploy, like I had to deploy such a level of patience really because I knew maybe I wasn't good enough at first. So I knew I had to work a little harder at, you know, growing the channel and just growing the audience. But imagine if I had given up in January or if I'd given up in May, my my biggest video, the reason why my channel started to pop up is because of one video. And that video was the video about the best and the worst trends of 2021. That video, if I don't, if I stop before that video happens, there's no way I'm at 40,000 right now. Maybe one other video, I made videos about Dickies and, and things like that. That was doing really well. But without me continuing to make video after video after video, trial and error, oh, this video wasn't that good of a video, maybe I should try this style of video, learning about how to use the camera equipment, learning how to talk on camera, learning how to edit, all these things happened and they took time and they required patience. Now, look at Maureen Sayre, someone who, she's someone who grew up in such a small town in France, she, she had a love and a passion for fashion, and she interned and she worked her way up and she continued to work and she continued to work and she was doing it at a young age. Her story is her story. I'm not like ultra familiar with it, but like her story, I already know the elements of it. She probably started out, people probably, you know, said that, you know, her designs weren't good initially, or maybe they were good and maybe she felt that momentum. Either way, she had to continue to work hard. She had to continue to work under people. She had to do some things she didn't want to do maybe for designing for other brands. And then she, when she finally got her chance, she was ready. And she deployed, she had patience all throughout. She saw the vision and then she executed. So patience to me is like, it's so, so important when it comes to growing anything and becoming great at anything. You have to have immense level of patience, especially when you're young. I think a lot of us think like, like when you're, when you're very young, like when you're a teenager, you think that once you reach the age of 20 or 25 or 27, you think you're old. But what the reality is, is at 24, I feel as young as I ever was when I was 16. I, I'm just smarter. I'm better. And that, I, I can only imagine if you feel 34, if you feel 44, 54, 64, you probably still feel like you're 24 at 64. Or maybe you feel at 34, you feel like you're you're still 20 years old. And that's something that a lot of people just don't understand until they grow in age, that there is a lot of time. And it may seem like there's not, it may seem like there's not a lot of time, but there is a lot of time. Um, one great analogy about time is you go to school, you know, for you go to high school, for example, you go to high school for four years In four years of your life, 
you know, everything just feels like it happens so quickly because it's just four years, you're learning, you're growing. Um, and after you graduate high school, for example, if you don't go to college, four more years pass by. And if you compare the four years in high school versus the four years in college or, or four years out of school, which is kind of what the journey I'm in right now, I'm almost in year three outside of school. It's unbelievable how, how slow life is. Because in school, you get to do different things every single day. But in the real world, you kind of just do the same thing every single day. You're beating on the same kind of nail every single day. And in school, you get to learn about math and science and different things. It's kind of a digression, but it's just something I've noticed that when I was younger, I just felt like oh, I got to do, I got to, I got to make it. I got to, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. And now that I'm 24, brain's starting to develop a little bit more. And I'm realizing 24. So you're telling me I have 80 more years left. So you're telling me the, the lives that I thought I lived in high school were, you know, one twentieth of the life that I'll, I'll live like that's that's when perspective really kicks in and patience is really important. Going back to when I had um, less subscribers on YouTube, I'll never forget. Um, I had a subscriber. His name was Ryan Stone Samurai. He still watches the videos to this day. I guess it hasn't been that long. It's been a year, but I still had to deploy patience because, you know, and during the months it becomes difficult. You, you doubt yourself. I think also what comes along with patience is like... Um, when you have people who support you at the beginning, give them their flowers because it they see something in you that maybe you don't see in yourself. So that's also really important. I think it's a little bit of a digression as well, but it's important to say. So wherever you are in your journey, whether you are a creative, whether you are an entrepreneur, whether you are a designer, whatever you are, continue to be patient. Your time will come Continue to work hard, continue to find that inner voice, tell your unique story, continue to educate yourself, continue to be patient. I'll end off on a quote uh, by George Seville, the English writer. He once said, the man or woman who masters patience masters all. And I think that's so, so true. The man or woman who masters patience masters all. There's also a calming effect about being patient. If you are patient, that means that you will have the ability to have peace about something not working or have peace about maybe the latest collection or the latest item you've put out not being the best. If you believe in yourself with ultimate belief and you have patience and you know what's coming for you is greatness and success. It just puts you in a different place mentally as well. Last but not least, I feel like this is a more important technical strategy and technical aspect of being great. I think in today's era, you have to have digital skill sets. And what I mean by that is that you have to have a, a strong marketing strategy. You have to understand how technology works, even at a baseline level. You have to understand how technology works, social media works. You're going to have to have a, a deep understanding about how technology works in the modern age, especially with how social media is going to be even more sophisticated as we get further into the future. There's a there's a there's an old saying that goes, if you build it, they will come. And my version of that is if you market it, they will come <laughs> because marketing and being able to tell that story through a digital medium is so important, especially in fashion, because it's such a visual art form.
and most art forms are, but it's fashion is about also selling products. So you have to be able to convey that message through the screen. And most times it's through a screen. I think retail does still exist, but I think for the most part, people are buying more online than ever before. And that trend will continue. And if you don't like the word marketing, then the word is storytelling. Kind of like the second point I made, which is tell your unique story. Storytelling is so, so key when it comes to promoting or convincing someone that your products are better or more worthy of purchase than someone else's. The internet is a powerful tool, but you have to know how to use that tool to your advantage. And there are a lot of great designers and a lot of great companies, fashion brands, or just businesses in general that understand how to to wield the power of the internet properly. Let me put it like this. If you have a strong marketing approach and a mediocre product, you generate sales. If you have a extremely strong product, but an abysmal marketing or storytelling approach, you don't sell any products no matter how good your product is. And so having strong storytelling, understanding and, and capturing and bringing people, bringing eyeballs to what you're doing is better than at times can be better than just having a really strong product with no marketing. They really go hand in hand because if you at least have strong marketing and have a strong story and you tell that story well, you can always improve that product. Now, if you have both, that's where a lot of magic happens and that's where kind of greatness and all the things that happen, hard work, greatness, patience, education. Like if you have a good story and you have a good product, you understood all, you understood the assignment essentially. (laughs) You understood the assignment, right? I think one of the best examples, one of the best, I think one of the best examples of this lies in a conversation that I had with one of my friends who worked at M.A. Leon Door. And we were talking, we were eating pizza. You know, I love pizza. If you don't know, I love pizza. New York style pizza to be exact. But we were sitting, we were eating pizza and we were talking about M.A. Leon Dor and his time there, his experiences, which I feel like has its own, that deserves its own podcast, honestly. Well, I'm just taking a snippet of this conversation. This conversation had happened probably back in October too. So, but we were talking and he had mentioned that, you know, ALD is almost more of a marketing company than it is a clothing company because its ability to tell a story through videos, through images on Instagram, through its lookbook, through its mood board. Its ability to do that is almost unrivaled in the space. And that's probably, not probably, it's one of the major reasons why it's had such a meteoric rise in the zeitgeist. And I said the word zeitgeist for all the people who love when I say zeitgeist. (laughs) So that's just something to think about. And there's many other examples of that. I use the examples that I'm most familiar with. If you have other examples and you're watching on YouTube, write them down in the comment section. There's probably plenty of examples of just historically great marketing and storytelling fashion brands or just brands in general. I mean, the best brands in the world tell the best stories. Point blank, period. The best brands in the world tell the best stories that's what it's about. So those are my five elements that make a great fashion designer. Five elements that make things a great fashion designer. Let me know what you think down in the comment section. Should I have added more? Are there other elements? Are there things that I also missed? Like I said, to recap, they are hard work, education, being uniquely yourself, patience, and that storytelling marketing aspect. 
Let me know what you think down in the comment section one more time. And as always, I'm, I'm spreading peace, love, and positivity in 2021. So that means I'm spreading peace, love, and positivity to you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give this podcast a five-star review. I appreciate you guys so much for staying to the end. Hopefully, you have a wonderful rest of your week, a wonderful rest of your year. We'll see you probably one more time before the year ends. I can't wait for that episode. Hopefully, you enjoyed. Hopefully, this sparked you a little bit, gave you a little inspiration. And we will see you next time.